You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. How are you doing, babes? I'm okay. I'm surviving. Are you? <laughs> What's going on over there? Nothing. I, I think I might have a ever so slight cold okay well, okay here's the thing as discussed before the <laughs> records if you have covid i've got covid <laughs> yeah we've been we've been palling around mm, you gave me covid <laughs> last year do you remember that oh my god wow still making that storyline happen yeah. so, how are you doing it's been a while since i mean it's not been a while since i've seen you but it's been a while since we've done an episode together like I this i know we have been busy with pussycat dolls we've been busy with drag race uk you can listen to our and recaps life. and life <laughs> listen to the drag race recap show for drag race uk recaps pussycat dolls is over thank god <laughs> <laughs> crawled over the finish line of that one yeah but we do have some other fun specials coming up maybe more in the festive season yeah yeah Ooh. okay we need to talk about the fact that everyone will have seen your topic by now but i did stay over at your apartment friday night and i woke up the next morning at 5 a.m because your neighbors were shooting a movie <laughs> yes yeah, the glamour of hollywood people yeah everywhere's a film set including <laughs> right outside my front door at 5 a.m and i walked past them and one of them was like in a, a headset just saying yeah no just take a drag of the cigarette oh yeah that oh yeah that looks really good i'm like oh my god that, this is a non-smoking building it was outside the building but you know there's not nothing more cool and arty <laughs> Than, you know, a drag of a cigarette <laughs> caught on film. I also want to give a shout out to the giant thunder and lightning storm we had last week in LA. Oh, lovely. I, I described it as industrial light and magic, just really flexing their SFX chops. Yeah, I stuck my head right out of my balcony, which I use that term generously. I think it's a Juliet balcony <laughs> Juliet is what they balcony. call it. It's just a big window. <laughs> I stuck my head right out of the big window in there. And then I got really paranoid I was going to get struck by lightning because I was holding on to like the metal kind of door frame and I got really paranoid this is going to be the, the death of me. <laughs> yeah, you needed to ground yourself. I Completely. Mean, you, what you could have done is I like, held on to like a welly boot because yeah. you know rubber. It doesn't go through rubber. It doesn't. Another no. conductor. Mm. How are you? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm good. Last night I went to the Americana mm-hmm. and had dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. <gasps> what did you have? <laughs> I had the... Chicken parmesan parmesan sandwich. Okay. She's essentially like the chicken parmesan you would get at an Italian restaurant, but in a sandwich. Yummy. My dinner companions had a martini because afterwards we went to see James Bond, No Time to Die. So I think that's what it's called. Do you want to hear my impression of that movie if it was filmed in Scotland? Uh, No, no, actually. No, I'm sorry, I've got no time to die. I know, I just don't. Right, okay. That's you, bye. That's it. <laughs> That's perfect. That was it. You got it right. Oh, okay. No, uh, I, I wish I could tell you what happened. Incomprehensible plot. Things were blowing up. There was car chases. Despite having only about maybe 10 minutes of screen time, I'll tell you who's a damn star. Oh. Anna de Armas. I've already, I've already had a phone call from Podcast Nemesis. Michael... Telling me that Anna de Armas is a star. She's a goddamn star. She packed a real punch into like a 10 minute cameo in a movie. She essentially plays a sexy 
dizzy, ass-kicking, full, fun, flirtatious character. Okay. Because oh. a lot of she's wearing a lot of hats, and each one of them is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Literal hats? No, she's actually oh. not wearing a hat, but she manages to do a full fight scene in a like plunging front dress. You know, like there's literally no front to her dress. Mm, yeah. It's really, she's great. What was the plot? I'm not really sure. How, and it's like three and a half hours long. Oh God, it? it went on forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay. So as ever in this podcast, in each episode, we take a British pop culture topic. We discuss, dissect, work out the US equivalent. Then we do the same with an American pop culture topic. But oh before we <laughs> do all that, Janet, she's in the wings. Let's do some feedback. As ever, please get in touch on our Instagram, drop us an email. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we love those and I think they help us somehow. I don't know. What have, so you, what have you got, babes? We got a lovely message in the inbox from Prosecco Pundit. Oh, hi. And, uh, and, and they want us to discuss tater tots and just do a really quick welcome or not welcome about tater tots. Oh, I... I I made a note of that and put it in my welcome, not welcome batch. Yeah, I know. I read, I read your reply and I thought I'd steal it for this. You fucker. <laughs> so so that basically uh, he wrote in and just said he's chatting with his UK boyfriend and they just had a conversation about tater tots with a trademark symbol. I would say they're welcome. They are GD. They're very you. Welcome. They're very me. Yeah. <laughs> I will always, tater tots, my new favorite potato go-to if it's an option. I will always go tot. So what is the UK equivalent? Is it like a, a potato roast- croquette? What's a potato croquette? Oh, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, I think, I think officially, like it's an actual thing that someone would make in a restaurant, like a fancy version. But there's a kind of a, you know, in the freezer aisle where you've got your just your average like chips, and then you've got potato waffles, mm-hmm. smiles, alpha bites. Then oh, you get a potato okay. croquette. Same thing in a bag, oven cook it, but it's a it's a slightly larger tater tot, oh, not deep fried. Well, in regards to our pussycat doll. Uh, final episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some feedback from Mikey Minden himself. Okay. <gasps> Choreographer. Choreographer uh, for Pussycat Dolls. Creative director for one Erica Jane on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, he said, OMG, you guys are genius. We are. Uh, we responded, or you responded saying, big question for you, Mikey. Who cooked that dinner and what was in the pot? That's referring to a final meal they had on the last episode of Search for the Next Doll. And he says, Who knows? The magic of TV. Oh, he's right. Do you think inside the pot was just like some wax fruit? You know, just <laughs> for like, sure. Yeah. And we've actually had a few bits of feedback for Pussycat Dolls. Tone Ring was very much on board. He said, thanks for that journey, guys. Really fun. So impressed Ben could remember the names of the girls. I could not. You're not doing girlicious, though. It's been on my YouTube recommend for weeks. Was hoping to watch it along with you guys, but oh well. And then Daniel Hill 1988 said, yes, don't leave out girlicious. The season was even more iconic. I I just, I can't do it. So I'm thinking two people equals a landslide. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God, girlicious. They've got some real songs in their archive. About three of them. Daniel Hill 1988. I'm just going to... I'm just, I'm not going to put it out there officially, but I'm just going to guess his email. Don't think we can be doxing him. I'm going to be bleeping out what you just oh, said. Okay. <laughs> we we heard from our good old friend, Canon You Believe It, on Hiya. Instagram. But his, his name's Mike. Have we ever called him Mike before? I don't think we have. I think he's updated his Instagram. Hey, Mike. Uh, he got in touch with a couple of notes for us. One of them is he just wants to know when will Sweet Dreams My LAX be a lip sync song on Drag Race UK? That's a good one. I'm just a little concerned about Rachel Stevens being a booking. Yeah, she's not a great. She well, mm, it's mm. tricky, isn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, God, that's a toughie. We're dancing around answering that one, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, and then he also sent us a voice note. Oh. Um, and I haven't listened to this, and I don't think you have either, oh, so this uh-oh. is going to be a surprise to both of us. Okay. He sent this to us quite a long time ago, oh, so sorry. who knows what this is related sorry. to. Hi, so I've just been listening to your Stacey Solomon episode, oh. and in it you discussed kisses at the end of work emails. Now, I have something to confess, um, and I think this is probably an awful um, thing that you will really dislike me for, but I'm the person who at the end of emails says... Give me a shout if you have any questions. Um, I feel that this is an inherently um, British phrase and one that I would never think to use in any other context other than work. Um, but for some reason at work, I'm the give me a shout person. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, so, so sorry. I think I moved my phone away. We've got a little so, so sorry, sorry at the end. <laughs> How do you feel about give me a shout? I say it all I think the I do time. too. Yeah. So what does that say about all of us? Wait, is it very British? It feels very aggressive. It feels very American. <laughs> Give me a shout. Give me a shout. Yeah, God, I know. I say, I just, I'm flashing back to just today at work. I've, I've definitely said it today. You, you give and gave many a shout. Yeah, I'm shouting all over Los Angeles mm. and the country. <laughs> Thank you for that. We'd love some audio feedback. Please do that for us. Little's Beth on IG said, so I listened to this. This was which episode? Six Flags. So I listened to this while, whilst careering around a terrifying Greek mountain range in a tiny car with a <laughs> foolish belief that your dulcet tones would calm my poor nerves. I think instead your broken roller coaster story served to only expedite my inevitable panic attack. Ooh, <laughs> wonderful use of expedite. Yeah, Lydia's got great vocab. Oh, Return of the MC. This episode was tonic for my community. Doom sodden soul. Tell you what. They're all heading back to work in London. But also wordsmiths. Yeah, Elisa's also a great wordsmith. Enjoyed your Six Flags shenanigans immensely over a lovely plastic cup of Savvy B <laughs> at ELY train station. The modern day equivalent to Chucky, Chucky and a Mag. ELY. Yeah. What's that? Ely. Ely. Oh, we've discussed this before because there's an yeah. Ely in Scotland. Also, she's commuting and having a wine. <laughs> Maybe on the way home from work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't judge her. She can have a glass of wine on the way to work. Sure. Can, can you never, she? You never had a plastic glass of Sovi B on the way into work? No! <laughs> Just a quick bit of feedback from Andy S. That's Andrew. Finding out everyone's real names today. And he just said about Stacey Solomon, he just said that she's peak Essex and he could smell the Piz booing through the TV set. Remember Piz booing? Is that how you say it? The, oh. the fake tan. <laughs> Or is it Pizbuin? How do you say that? I've no, that, That's definitely a brand I've never said out loud. <laughs> no, me either. Tone Ring, he had a lot to say, by the way. After the Six Flags episode, he said, I finished the ep. Um, three hours? You were only there for three hours? I almost unsubscribed when you said that. But instead of you, he's written Y-E when you said that. I think um, he's Irish. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I said that it was five miles, and he replied, walking at a gay pace? That's but a 30-minute walk. Well, I mean, What's he like? He's absolutely got us there. So that's our feedback. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, I, I know I don't ever do this. You just look incredibly panicked. So I'm going to give it a try. Get in touch with us on Instagram at You're Welcome America. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is You're Welcome USA. And uh, what's the email address, babe? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's your job to know the email address. I don't know Ooh, what it is. Wow. You're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you are, are instead of Y-O-U-R. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> wow, we listen to each other. Isn't that strange? <laughs> Should we get on with it? Let's do it. Uh, 
And we are back. Up first is Ben with a UK topic which I don't know about. You don't. He's got something prepped and ready to go. Okay. Here's a little clue to this week's UK topic. That's right. My topic for today is Jerry Hallowell. Geraldine Estelle Hallowell, a.k.a. Jerry Horner, a.k.a. Ginger Spice. Wow. Wow. You keep doing this to me. <laughs> I should know that every time I don't know the topic, it's one of the Spice Girls. <laughs> wow. So, here's the Good thing. Good looking. <laughs> Bad to sing. A full body. Now, Ginger Spice, Americans know. Spice Girls, Americans know. They do not know the nuances of Jerry Hallowell and her solo career escapades. They really okay? do. So, let not me... hearing bag it up in the gay clubs, are you? <laughs> Jerry was born in 1972. English singer, songwriter, author, actress, and philanthropist. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, you are an ambassador. Don't forget that. Oh, we won't. <laughs> she was born in Watford. Yeah. Thoughts on Watford? <laughs> it's where the Harry Potter studio tour is. Oh, you do. You do keep on coming back to that, don't you? <laughs> So, Jerry uh, joined the Spice Girls in 1994, and then she left them in 1998. Wow. <laughs> really packed a punch in those few years, those didn't four she? years. <laughs> Bear in mind, they're only famous for two of those years. Yeah, weird. It's pretty amazing. So, 31st of May, 1998, Jerry leaving. Where were you? Do you remember it? I remember the news report, because I feel like it was that... I feel like I even remember the name of the newsreader. Isn't it... I just remember it was an ITV News, and it was Peter... Sissons, is that his name? I literally feel like I remember the actual newsreader in him saying, and it's like, bong, and he's like, Jerry has left the Spice Girls. Mm. I was in my bedroom, and I was on the phone with my friend, and I had a foam phone, and I was just lying there, like, on my front, and with my legs up. What? Why are you giving What's me- a foam phone? It's a phone made of foam. So it's like a really funky, colorful phone, but it was all, like, constructed out of foam, so it was, like, squidgy. You, what what you, shape was it? It was rectangular. The shape of a phone. It was the shape of a The phone was the shape of a phone, but the mouth had like fake lips over it. And then the ear area had an ear on it that was like bright yellow. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, get over it. No, I want to know more. So I was speaking to my friend and she was like, we, we, did, we hadn't heard the announcement. She's like, no, I've... She was like, he, she's definitely left because they talked about it in Sky News and Sky News is always right. <laughs> That's what she said. And then it came on the news and I saw it. And I just, my general feeling at the time was like, it's okay. No, it's okay. Spice goes to continue. It's all, everything's yeah. going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> but really, Jerry was, for me, the crux of the Spice Girls. Yeah. She was she was my fave at me the time. Me too. Me too. But she left. Now. Our trapeze, trapeze artist outfit wearing queen. Oh, she just... <laughs> I'm trying to think, which scene is it in Spice World, the movie? Is it when they're singing that Gary Glitter song, Problematic? Yes. And she's really dressed as a trapeze artist. Yes. Oh, but then there's also the scene where they're having the drinks party and Jennifer Saunders is there and she's wearing that outfit with all the black feathers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She was always always kind of veering between like a really nice drag aesthetic and a trapeze artist. So good. Straight after leaving, Jerry, very ahead of her time, she got a camcorder. And she started filming herself. And this turned into a whole documentary mm. about Jerry leaving. Now, 
we will probably do a whole episode solely based on that documentary at some point. We will. I mean, it's so good. It's all on YouTube. Some great moments in that in general. Mm. Her... Well, she's done a few documentaries over in that time. Oh, yeah, we'll get to those. <laughs> um, some favorite parts of that was immediately after she's left, she's in like a gorgeous hotel suite in France, just filming herself with like like Louis the 15th furniture behind her being like, hi, it's the 31st of May, 1998. And then she's just like, oh, she's just gorgeous. <laughs> At one point she goes to New York. She becomes a UN ambassador. She auditions for a Bond movie. She does it all. Which Bond movie was it? I think it's Tomorrow Never Dies. Which one was Tomorrow Never Dies? We, I feel like we talk about <laughs> which one Tomorrow Never Dies was all the time. That's the one with Madonna, isn't it? No, 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 that's, that's Die Another that's Day. Like, Tomorrow Never Dies is the one with the Sheryl Crow song. Wait, is there the Ice Hotel in it? And the, the I think it has the Ice Hotel and the uh, invisible BMW. But that's not Die Another Day. No. Which one's Terry Hatcher in? <laughs> not not okay. that one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we haven't got time to do that. So, in 1999... She, because when she left uh, the Spice Girls, her press release did say, I'll be back. <laughs> and in 1999, like Terminator. she just like, just like Terminator. In 1999, she hit us with her solo single, Look at Me. Look at me. You can take it all because this face is free. Look at me. Fraser's putting his hand up to his face to do like a looking through one eyeglass. <laughs> this is a big part of that campaign was her doing this pose. You can take it all because this face is free. So. Maybe next time use your mind then. Look. What a song. <laughs> Not so great on a re-listen now. No. <laughs> she has other better songs than that, but at the time caused a real splash we talk about the video okay video is amazing she has lots of different looks she's a vamp a bitch a virgin and uh can't remember what the other one was mm. which is your favorite look because i think the vamp look is that where she's on the phone no i think that's the bitch look where she's on the phone the vamp look is where she's got the old school hair and the glasses and the long dress and she's just like right, walking right, down right, like right, a train right. station Yes. Oh, because it's all done. It's done in a kind of like a 1940s Italian black and white cinema mm. kind of vibe, which is really like quite a quite a rich concept for a solo Spice Girls video. I mean, come on. Jerry <laughs> definitely had a few says in that. Yeah. But what I liked about that video is that it has. So obviously there's there's the big moment in it. That everyone talks about what talked about at the time. Sorry, is where she literally buries Ginger Spice in the video. Remember yes. that she has a funeral for Ginger Spice because she's now Jerry. Mm hmm. Other, other big moment for me is the first half of it is all in black and white and she's dancing around wearing a, a, a pink shrug, mm. but it looks like her skin. So it looks like she's wearing like baggy skin. Right. That really got me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking up the director to see what else he's directed. There's a lot of James Blunt and Ollie Murs. Uh, Sam Smith and Normani, Robbie Williams, Paloma Faith. Oh my God. Every Robbie Williams thing of all time. Oh dear. George Michael Outside. Oh, I love that song and video. All Saints Booty Call. <gasps> oh my God. Ding, oh wait, ding, ding. he did say you'll be there. <gasps> okay, well, there you go. She knows, she's no fool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so look at me. Only got to number two. Who beat it? 
Oh, I don't know. I've been trying to look up foam phone and I can't find this exact model you're speaking of. Did your foam phone kind of look like that? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's so crazy. The song only got to number two, but it did sell 140,000 copies. It was only 700 copies behind Boyzone's You Needed Me. Oh, I don't even remember what that song by Boyzone. I don't either. She did follow up with another song and that song was Machico Latino. Oh. Take me back to my sweet la vida Find my love, my dolce vita My God. I, I, I think that might be her best solo song. Fight me. Mm, I prefer Bag It Up. Okay, Bag It Up is fun. Machico Latino is her version of La Isla Bonita. It yep. got to number one. Yep. And Quite the, rightly. The, yeah, the video is gorgeous. Yeah. Where was she in the video? Oh, I think she must have been in Spain because she has Spanish roots and she sings in Spanish. Donde está mi nombre? What does that mean? Where, where is, is my, my number? Where No, hombre, where's my man, maybe? Oh. I think. <laughs> anyway, love that song. But then she followed that up with another number one, Bag It Up. Oh. Bag it up, don't drop the baby, boot it up, no buts or maybe wind it up and make him crazy, <sighs> Sorry, that was just me reaching a climax for Bag It Up. It's my favorite song she's ever done. Do you do you think it holds up? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I genuinely listen to Bag It Up like on the regs now in 2021. What, maybe when you're on a run? Yeah, I, I listen to it working out on hikes. Sometimes I put Bag It Up on. It's, it's just like, you can't deny the beginning of that song. It really gets you like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, really. And actually, Bag It Up spawned a actual colloquial term that me and my friends from secondary school still use to this day. Okay. And that is because my friend Leah of the uh, flip-flops filled with blood from our last episode, (laughs) she famously could never get lyrics right to any song and she still can't. So much like a, you know, middle-aged woman, like a mum, she couldn't even then. And now she's literally a middle-aged mum. Full circle. She'll really love that. And I, I think somehow she truly messed up like every single line in the song Bag It Up. And we referred to it as a Bag It Up moment. And now even to this day, if someone gets the words wrong, someone just says, oh, Bag It Up. It's just become like a turn of phrase for us in my Aww. friendship circle. <laughs> treat them like, like a lady. lady. Treat them like a lady. Who's wearing the trousers now? So this song has a really, really stupid video where she's basically, it's kind of like, fake infomercial it's all very pink the dancers all have pink hair it's very gay and and she's selling girl powder yes and it's like a and she's wearing i think a denim jumpsuit in the video she is yeah this is her most like even though the spice girls were always very gay and she's always been very gay in her kind of you know especially she's gay in a real kind of early late 90s early 2000s way just literally just marketing at gay men and no one else like Bag It Up is where she really teetered over the edge into, like, gay campery icon mm. kind of status, right? Because the video was very, like, really, like, it wasn't just like, oh, these sexy men are in the video. It was like, these sexy men are in this video and they're gay men for yeah. gay men to look at. She, she did a lot of poll work in the video. Oh, yeah, she did. But kind of like a later years Britney, there was actually actual no 
pole, pole dancing or anything. It was more just like holding it. Yeah, I don't then... feel like a consultant had been on set that day to no. or choreographer. Uh, Jerry, experience. Jerry, d- uh, down from the pole. Sorry, <laughs> no, we, we don't have clearance for that. Yeah, <laughs> so she just sort of like holds it. Yeah. Now that song, mm. <laughs> you know where we're going next. She performed it. <laughs> what am I miming? You're miming. Two giant inflatable uh, <laughs> female legs opening. And that's because Jerry performed it at the 2000 Brit Awards. Um, she was originally meant to open the show, but it was deemed too risque. Oh, so it had to be later, a later yeah. time slot. So the performance starts with giant inflatable legs opening and then Jerry's birth out of a vagina that has a, obviously like a Union Jack flag hanging there. <laughs> it's quite a show. And that's the same year the Spice Girls won Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and performed later in the episode. In the episode, in the show. What did they? What did they perform? Oh, they performed "Spice Up Your Life" and "Holler." Holler, or at the time it was, it was called "Holler Holler," their next single. Oh, yeah. They're like official. Was it? No, it wasn't. A, Goodbye was their official one without Jerry, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I went to a dance class. I used to go to a dance class at Pineapple Dance Studios. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'm, I'm aware of some of its work. And one of the teachers had been in the Bag Up video. Oh, of course. And every like third class, I'd be like. Can, we, can you just tell me more again about being in Bag It Up? Uh, I think it was in the video and in that performance. Oh my God. And then she also had another single from that album, Lift Me Up. I hate that song. So bad. It still got to number one. It beat Emma Bunton, didn't it? <gasps> didn't it beat What Took yes. You So Long? Yes. It beat, it beat... Oh, what? No, it beat What I Am. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It beat Her... Emma Bunton's first was... Tintin album. Was... <laughs> <laughs> we were both racing to say Tintin out. What I am, it's what I am. Once again, I bought both singles, cancelled it out. <laughs> I did not buy Lift Me Up. I hated that song, I hated that video. The aliens and the car. Yeah, she's in that desert again. <laughs> so speaking of the desert, in 2001, she came back with, Scream if you want to go faster, baby. Now at this point, I'd been very on board with the first album, Schizophonic. Mm, yes. Previously called Schizophrenic, but she changed the name because she didn't want to offend anyone. I'd been very on board with schizophonic. I'd been very bored with schizophonic. Me too. But then Scream If You Wanna Go Faster came out and I was like, I'm just not into this. Yeah, I do you remember thinking, huh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think she really lost me with Lift Me Up. <laughs> had the opposite effect. I do remember the the C D cover for Scream If You Wanna Go Faster. Is it she on roller skates in a really short little tartan mini skirt? Yeah. And she's like behind Holding the car. Yeah. And then she's looking cheekily. <laughs> because the video is in a desert it's very it's got like dancers doing a lot of like austin powers like dance moves around her like female dancers all dressed in black it's not oh, coming for coming for emma bunton's austin powers oh. themed video maybe cricket sing for anna marie said oh my god i want to revisit that song even though we've done a whole episode about her so she released that i don't think it did so well but then she released her cover of it's raining men what ah oh, this song this because this is on one of the bridget jones soundtracks oh yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was my friend did i have those soundtracks yes i did <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this song mm. Mm. oh my god this was the whole period as well do you remember when tops that said fame were back yes and everyone was like trying to buy one in top shop and stuff <laughs> 
with such a thing because she wore one in the video because she's doing a... It's a fame flash, flash dance, dance mashup parody video, which yeah. is quite a wild concept. Yeah. I do remember her flash dance bit at the beginning is pretty fun where she comes in and does the, the full flash dance audition routine. But then, yeah, she really lost me when she broke out into the fame segment dancing on top of a car. I was like, ooh, yikes. Just, this song, I just never needed to hear her sing this song. No. She did sing it in the reunion tour, and actually, I, I seem to remember it being okay. Yeah. It's just a very big song, and it requires a specific type of vocal that I don't believe Geraldine has no. for that song. I mean, talking of big songs with big vocals, she followed it up with a song called Calling. <laughs> oh, I remember Calling. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go? Sing it to me. Sing sing what you think the song went (laughs) like. Okay, okay. You're calling. It was like a ballad. Okay, I'm going to just make it up. Okay. And I'm calling to you. Oh, I was... You went a bit rocky. I know, I I almost slipped into the Home and Away theme. I get like, (laughs) no matter where you are. That's what I went into. I was going to say, you you sounded quite like Radio 2 Playlist. (laughs) That's where you went. So... That was the second album. And then in 2004, 2005, she had sort of scraps of songs and things going on. So she had a song called Ride It. Oh, I remember Ride It. And she, didn't she promote this by riding a horse Horse. down Old Compton Street in Soho? To G.A.Y. To G.A.Y. Sure did. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking iconic behavior. That's amazing. And she had really, really big curly hair for the, what I'm going to call the ride it period era. I also. Very short. At this period, another documentary followed her and it was called, there's something about Jerry. Oh, this one is now, as, as maybe is kind of fun and real as the old documentary her first documentary was something about jerry is oof magoof it's really, territory it's really rough it's like a parody a documentary it is it actually i feel like it should have won all the awards that, like the office has won like the, <laughs> the same acclaim it's got the same level of like yikes factor yeah and i think we should officially announce that no we're doing that next no that, <laughs> it's, that one is genuinely too depressing to watch <laughs> But yeah, it is on YouTube. Go go watch it. So in that documentary, it's kind of revealed that for the choreography for the, these singles, Jerry just wants to choreograph it herself. So she doesn't have a choreographer. And there's a lot of scenes of her, like, I think she signs with a new record company. A lot of scenes of her in, like, a record company just talking at all these record execs. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this. I've got this. I've got that. And they're all kind of going, uh-huh. I mean, and you know, to very bold claim of her to want to do all the choreography because if my research reading her autobiography, if only she couldn't do it, she would famously stay late and have to learn the choreo because she struggled with it so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you obviously know my story of getting the signed copy of If Only, how I uh, went to a press conference in Glasgow where she <laughs> appeared and spoke and she was going through her real UN ambassador stage with right. a lot of black. Okay. And at the end, I got my book signed and everyone was saying, um, she can't sign your name. Sorry. She can't say, don't ask your name. And I was like, can you write to Ben on it? She did. So that <laughs> well, was... she, she knows about people with, you know, chutzpah. What's that? It's that word, chutzpah. What's a chutzpah? It's like a uh, moxie. You know, someone that's got, like, spunk. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking like I'm in the 1920s. 
what? Moxie, chutzpah, spunk. Oh, what, are you, what are you doing over there? You know what you're I little, mean. Doing a little tap dance. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that whole period happened, and she released an album called Passion, but not, it didn't really do anything. What was on that? <laughs> I think Ride It and Desire. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. Not so sure about that. I do think Ride It needs a. People need to just have a revisit to Ride It because okay. I'm, I'm. I think it might be kind of fun. So. That was all going on, and it sort of petered out. In 2007, the gals got back together. Now, this isn't a oh, Spice yeah. Girls episode, and they had a <laughs> press conference to announce the return of the Spice Girls. Now, at the press conference, um, someone asked a question. I'm just going to play it for you. Hi, girls. Ben Anderson from Tiger Aspect London. First of all, Hello. welcome back. Welcome back. Nice to see you. I was wondering, in the reunion tour, will you be singing songs from the third album, the album which, of course, Jerry was sadly not a part? We will. We will, <laughs> and Jerry will be joining be. us. We're yeah. going to be performing all of our hits, and we're very excited. Great yeah. to hear. Yeah. Look forward actually, to it. Actually, Mel B just kind of said she'll give me some lines to sing. <laughs> one, one of my lines, it's I'll give her. <laughs> so, yeah, that was me just asking the first question at the Return of the Spice Girls press conference. How did I never... <laughs> know this also isn't this when we met at this exact period in that office it was completely at that time i just somehow that something happened in my brain and i don't remember that happening yeah wow that that was a day in 2007 where i'd been working there for a year and they're like oh ben the press conference is happening do you just want to (laughs) go just like yeah don't worry about work here's a press pass just go i was like (laughs) What? <laughs> I had the best day. I asked the first question. That's amazing. It's a pretty good question, don't yeah, you think? Very solid question. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so they came back for that, but do you know what? This isn't a Spice Girls yeah, episode. We're not going to sit here and talk about headlines. Let's make a headlines. <laughs> I feel love. I feel. I feel love. Oh, Vicky B's vocals. So other ventures. Mm. There's a whole list of them. Yeah. Now, she was a judge on Pop Stars: The Rivals. <laughs> I just <laughs> flinched in my seat. I was like, yeah, of course she was. And later on, she was a judge on X Factor beside Cheryl. And mm. I could not find it. But there's a really good part when she's in X Factor where she talks about um, essentially discovering and making Cheryl Cole's career. Okay, of And course. she's like, well, I mean, yeah, I know Cheryl back from uh, Popstar's Arrivals. And I, Cheryl, I remember being at that audition and just putting my finger up and down the line and being like, you, I'm going to make you a star. It's like, hey, hey, hey. seeing that on the show. That's not how that show works. I know. It was just, it was actually it's called Jerry's point and point and choose show. In reality, it was them all just wearing Parkers yeah. in, a, in front of a trestle table in a yeah. cold. Or Cheryl's song, have you ever loved and lost somebody? Such a strange audition song choice. <laughs> Imagine singing that and then Jerry being like, you, I'm going to make you a star. So that happened. Yeah. As I said, she was a judge on X Factor for a while and I found quite a rude, well, I think for the, for her appearances at the, at the auditions as a judge, I seem to remember she turned up on the top of a car with a megaphone. <laughs> Good for her. She loves, she really loves arriving atop something, doesn't she? Mm. <laughs> and then I find a really nasty edit of, of X Factor and it being like, so all the judges are um, having their say at the auditions and one a little more than others. And then it's just a supercut of Jerry just talking. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she's done other things. Australia's Got Talent. Oh, of course. She did All Together Now that... There's one thing Jerry knows. It's Australian talent. <laughs> <laughs> 
books we've already talked about if only she had a follow-up autobiography did you read that one only if <laughs> just for the record mm, I, I, I i'm sure i did what about eugenia lavender didn't didn't go down that path with her no no the, the children's book path she lost me at the children's book yeah i haven't followed her down quite a few paths actually what about in 2010 did you go to next and buy jerry by next her clothing range <laughs> No, I did not. Wait, Got any I... examples of what that looked like? No, but let me have a look. Wow, we just watched a wild video of the launch of Jerry's <laughs> Next Swimwear, where she's being interviewed by Tanya Breyer. <laughs> and uh, I would describe what she's talking, what she's saying as real word salad. Don't you think? Mm, yeah. Just pick it and choose some words and toss it all together. You, I think before before the launch next media management maybe said to her jerry should we go over some talking points and jerry's like no i've got this yeah and then she just was plucking words left right and said to yeah which she, i like when she said that next was really trustworthy ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so was that fun. was one of her ventures uh, another question did you ever do jerry yoga i never did jerry yoga <laughs> that was a real yoga stage she went through and then in more recent years Oof. she She's. She, it's interesting because she's now all dresses in white. Are we? Are we about to add to the Rainbow Woman era? Yeah. <laughs> she dresses all in white, like she's a virgin. She's married a race car driver, and I would say that she's now more posh than posh. Yes, one hundred percent. She's the poshest of the Spice Girls now. Yeah, she's she's more posh, whereas Vicky B is more like international glam jet set. Yes. <laughs> where she, Jerry's become like. British country posh. Yeah, Lady of the Manor. Yeah. Not only uh, Lady of the Manor, also the Rainbow Woman. <laughs> so Rainbow Woman was her YouTube series that she... I feel like we tried, we've tried. we tried to tackle this. <laughs> when, it, when it came out, I remember us trying to describe it on the podcast. Yeah. We were like, it seems to be videos of her like climbing a mountain, being in a helicopter. Doing some spoken word poetry under like a chestnut tree in her garden. Yeah. Did she dress up as like a queen in one of them and ride up in, in a carriage? She did. Mm. She loved... She loves a whole like regal twist, doesn't she? Yeah, she loves she loves transportation as well. We've discovered that. <laughs> what do you mean? She, coming on top of a car with a megaphone. Oh, she she rode a horse to horse. Soho. That whole thing she was riding. She's in a tank at one point on that Rainbow Woman thing. Wow. She loves modes of transportation, does Jerry. <laughs> Scream if you want to go faster. Oh my it God. all ties together. Ride it. Ride it. What's exactly. she riding? <laughs> Mode of transportation. <laughs> so that really takes us to today's jerry what, what and she it? married a race car driver and she, oh, my god, oh my god oh my god <laughs> it's all coming to fucking ever she's on it and they made the taxis at the olympics i was gonna say that was her idea clearly oh my god spice bus it was jerry's <laughs> oh my god, it's all coming together <laughs> so that really brings us up to speed where jerry is today she was a UN ambassador. She auditioned for that Bond movie. I mean, so many things have happened. In my mind, it feels like she should really just set up like the Spice Girls Foundation mm. and just become like a very wealthy, posh philanthropist. Yes. Yeah. The, the, then that like dips her toes into Spice Girls nostalgia here and there. Mm. Makes everyone really happy and then just does nice things. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, Jerry, if you're listening, that's just <laughs> just some advice for you. Yeah, and at the launch of the Spice Girls Foundation, you can arrive in a different mode of transportation. I don't know what. Absolutely. The actual bus from Spice World, the movie. Yeah, which is, a, which is available. Oh. I think someone bought it and then turned it into like an Airbnb. <laughs> Where? <laughs> well, all over the place. It's a fucking bus. Well, I meant what country? Oh, the UK. Ah, oh, damn it. I know. Now, it begs the question, who is the US equivalent 
of Geraldine Hallowell, mm. Ginger Spice. Mm. I, I've got a thought, but any any you want to <laughs> throw out at me? Well, I was like, who left a group and became? I was like, Beyonce. <laughs> Jerry Halliwell, Beyonce. No. <laughs> as we as we said, she's become quite posh. Her accents changed. Okay, that's mm. a key point. She's written a children's book. That's that's pretty special. She has. <laughs> she okay. uh, is incredibly successful, internationally known. Yet talent wise, kind of questionable. And she's got some strong looks. Is the U.S. equivalent of Jerry Halliwell? Lindsay Lohan. Madonna. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Excuse. Oh my god! I can hear podcast nemesis Michael's head exploding <laughs> all the way at Encino when he hears this. Well, here's the thing: we always say that the U.S. equivalent is always elevated <laughs> and bigger. It just makes me laugh. I went for Lindsay Lohan, and you went for Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we could have the audacity to do this. Well, unless you come up with something better, the U.S. equivalent of Ginger Spice Jerry Halliwell is Madonna. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad. So we've done our British topic. Also, just wanted to add, Madonna did La Isla Benita, and Jerry had Machico Latino. There you go. Just adding it. Well, I just want to add that we listened to Ride It in the little break there, and I think much like Kiss the Stars by Pixie Lot, this <laughs> podcast has caused me to fall in love with a song I didn't like at the time. So there we go, everyone. Ride it. Stream it now. Both those videos cost the same amount as well. <laughs> so, Fraser, you have our US topic. What you got for us, babes? So on a recent Friday night, on this slightly autumnal chilly mm. LA weather that we're having, you and I hopped in your Jeep. And you drove us to a gorgeous location in Los Angeles, California, known as Hollywood and Highland. Mm. Now, to the uninitiated, Hollywood and Highland might sound like a real <gasps> mysterious kind of place of fame and celebrity and palm trees. It's essentially the epicenter of hell. Yes. It's Leicester Square. It's, it's Leicester Square. <laughs> yep. So we were going to... To the iconic American restaurant and entertainment-based chain, Dave and Buster's. Now, we're driving there. We've got to get there. We're in the center of Hollywood. Do you know what? I'm going to need to park somewhere. Yeah. Where am I going to park? Where so am I going to park? We entered the Hollywood and Highland parking structure. You essentially descend into kind of the core of the earth. Yes. Into the most vast car park slash you know parking lot depending on what country you live in that you will ever see in your life mm. and i actually remembered that i have lost a car in that parking lot before when i came to visit once and we stayed at the lowe's hotel nearby which well, connected it's got the same parking yeah, lot and i lost my car in there and i had to get driven around by one of the parking attendants in a golf cart trying to find it <laughs> i don't think people in the uk understand that parking structures in la are so just <laughs> otherworldly. Yeah. I've lost my car in one as well. Yeah. Because you, you go up these different ramps, you twist, you turn, you park, and then you go somewhere, you come back, and you're like, wait a minute, which way was I facing? They feel too individual to, rather than, I feel like in the UK, just like a multi-story car park, they all kind of look the same and have yeah. the same layout. Everything here is, who knows, you don't, you're going up, you're going down, you're going left, you're right. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> was of Was that like... the lyrics to Million Dollar Bill I just did there? <laughs> <laughs> she wrote it while lost, just driving Up, around. Down, left, right, going round Hollywood and Highland. Whoa! Now, I didn't want to say to you at the time, but... So we parked on, like, level minus four. Mm -hmm. We were so near the, the centre of the earth. Yeah. 
that parking structure is my absolute earthquake fear place. Right. If an earthquake happened and you're in there, done. Oh, yeah, you're long gone. 100% long gone. <laughs> so I didn't want to say that to you at the time, but that was just my feelings. Yeah. So so we popped up in the lift elevator and we came out into the Hollywood and Highland kind of entertainment shopping complex, which Ooh. is hell on earth. And we passed the infamous proactive skincare vending machine where you can go and buy <laughs> cream for your uh, acne from mm. a vending machine. We then looked onto a gorgeous rotunda kind of <laughs> open space area where Dave and Buster's was across the way. And it was just all fully under construction. Yeah. I feel like they've been constructing that for maybe 17 years. Yeah. And it looked like they were building tombs. Yeah. It was gorgeous. So we were looking kind of across a vast kind of building site to a Victoria's Secret below. And then on the next floor up was Dave and Buster's. I was yeah. like, ooh. And meanwhile, to American treasures. A Skechers was clearly like a stone's throw away as well. That <laughs> yeah. was the land we were in. Oh, wait. Also, Wabo Cabo. No, Cabo Cantina. Which one was it? Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo. <laughs> the Cabo Wabo Cantina, which feels <laughs> like a Scottish accent ready to happen. Great. Cabo Wabo Cantina. Cantina. Great. <laughs> so all of this is to say that we stepped through the doors of the American classic restaurant, <laughs> which is very funny to describe as an American classic restaurant, Dave and Buster's. I just winked at you. Did you see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Got very frisky all of a sudden. <laughs> So we went to Dave and Buster's. So yes, just to explain to any UK listeners that do not understand what this is. So according to Wikipedia, each Dave and Buster's is a full service restaurant and a video arcade. So they are known for being a kind of restaurant video game arcade combo place. Okay. So they actually, the first one was opened in 1982 by David something and James Buster something. So it's Dave and Buster's. I don't really want to go into the history of it because it's boring and I don't care. Fine. So let's just talk about our visit to Dave and Buster's. Cool. So we we went to the front desk. We had to do something. I don't remember. Oh, so when you arrive, it's very important that in the olden days, the machines, all the video games used to take tokens, which I think you'd have to buy at the front desk. But now you can buy either a plastic card, which is called your power card, or you can really struggle through with the Dave and Buster's app, which I did. <laughs> ben got a power card, a physical power card. I got a power card on the app. A lot of me trying to hold my phone up to different devices to try and make games work. It was yeah. very frustrating. But basically, you load that with money so that you can play games. And in the traditional sense of Dave and Buster's, what you would get is when you when you did well on a game or you won a game, a video game, all the different ones in there you would get tickets back and you can actually claim prizes with those tickets. Yeah, which we didn't, we didn't do. No, we've got unclaimed Dave and Buster's tickets, which means that we have to go back there. I'm not going back to that parking lot. <laughs> so we, I'll drive next time. We So we got there, but do you know what? We were peckish, weren't we? We were indeed. So we, we sat ourselves down in the restaurant. Now, one of the gorgeous features of a Dave and Buster's is that it's also a sports bar. Yeah. So the restaurant, the restaurant's kind of almost known for you can't sit anywhere without seeing a screen playing like ESPN and sports channels. So mm -hmm. you actually can't escape it. We tried to. We did. We tried to get like a cozy little corner. So the first table <laughs> we sat down on was too tight. It was like really hemmed in. So the second one we sat on was like too long. Yeah. We were really basically, far from each other, It seemed we? like we were in the Adams family or like a, like we were so far away down. Alice, the... Like Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Like the table was getting bigger and bigger while we're yeah. sitting there. It's like a very long, thin table for two. It was very, very odd. And yeah, just the, the clientele around us was very strange. A lot of just, you know, your average, what you'd imagine straight people in a bar that plays sports where they can eat burgers and play games. Yep. Of course, a few families, it was too late for them to be out, but that's their own judgment. I shouldn't be doing that. 
And then just a really strange couple next to us. Remember that kind of alternative kind of Lilith Fair? Yeah. He looked like a magician. She looked like she kind of did tarot on the side. She, they looked like a couple that if you looked at them, you might think they're having the worst night of their lives. But then we decided, actually, they come do this every Friday night and they love it and, and that's their thing. Yeah. But that's just how they present their emotions. Yeah, I think so. Now, speaking of emotions, we had a lovely server. Oh, we did. What was her name? I've forgotten it. I can't remember, but she was... She was a goddamn delight. Oh. Yeah, she was great. She was lovely. She was very attentive, very kind. When our food was delayed by like five minutes, she <laughs> acted like we were about to murder her and was so apologetic. She was lovely. So it's worth noting that I had, I made two mistakes in Dave and Buster's. Right. And the first one was drinking something called the original Corona Rita. So this was a, to read from the menu, a seven ounce Corona Rita. It's Sazu Silver Tequila and Triple Sec. So basically it is a bottle of Corona beer upside down in a margarita. It tastes like a kind of dirty margarita. Yeah. Like if you'd made a margarita in a cup that was dirty with another drink. Yeah, if, that's completely it. If you if you had a, like a beer in a plastic cup and then you had a margarita in it, that's yeah. exactly what a Corona Rita tastes like. Yeah. Remarkably strong, because, you know, you think in a chain restaurant, you're, you're going to get like kind of screwed out of alcohol, but yeah. you always forget the America of it all where like actually Uh-oh. one cocktail is enough. Then I had a Long Island iced, iced tea, which was wild. Well, I... I, did I ever tell you I got obsessed with Long Island iced teas when I was like 18? <laughs> no. I think because of that episode of Sex in the City where they mentioned them. So I decided to like Google and then print out on my inkjet printer. Ooh, <laughs> that heavy wet paper. Exactly. Um, the recipe. And then I went and bought all the things. But bearing in mind, it has every spirit in it ever. Yeah, on a budget at 18 as well. I know. And then I made them for my friend's 18th birthday. But drink, I had a sip of yours. It reminded me. The thing with the Long Island iced tea is it has all the booze in it. It doesn't taste of any alcohol. Yeah. I was a little concerned after that. Luckily, luckily, we had both ordered burgers, which I really don't need to even talk about the burgers. They were just completely fine. Burgers. Fries. Fries were excellent. Fries were excellent. <laughs> they had a lovely kind of coating on them. Yeah. Lovely. We had some well, chicken fingers as well. Chicken, chicken yes, strips. Chicken yes. fingers. And this was all kind of me and Ben trying to talk over the sounds of like, the loudest video games in the arcade section and then like 5,000 screens all playing baseball. <laughs> well, but yeah, but there's a lot of different sports playing. Yeah, there was like, ba- basketball, baseball, like football. There was just a lot happening. Yeah. So in a traditional funfair, the kind of bit where all the games are, like, you know, where you have to like throw a hoop over a thing. In America, it's called the Midway. That's what they call that. It's like the central part of a funfair is called the Midway. Oh, okay. It's like if you set up a funfair... You had all your rides around, but you had a bit with all like the stools in it. That's called the midway. Why does it need a name? It just does. Okay. So they, that's what they call the kind of entertainment section of a Dave and Buster's is the midway. Okay. So after dinner, you and I stepped into the midway and we played a few games. Now I can't really remember what happened. Well, you had the long <laughs> iced tea. tea. So you were very concerned about playing the Jurassic Park ride, which we did get to, but there was that lady just sitting in it for a while, just like having a seat. Oh my God. She was wearing like full wader like fishing wader thigh high white pvc boots wasn't yeah. she and it's like you've got to sit down in those boots but not in the jurassic park ride because no. i wanted to play that game we played a few games we played an aliens encounter type game mm. we did a dance mat thing that was very confusing because you couldn't quite hear the music because <laughs> yeah, the... you could just hear like the digital pings and pongs of everything else so <laughs> and all the songs on it i'd never heard of so I was like, no i, I think they were i think they were original songs yeah so we played that. I used to love, love, love a good seaside 
like the dance machines at the arcades, like where I grew up in Great Yarmouth. Did they play proper music? Because they played proper music. Oh, that's good. And I always remember uh, Video Killed the Radio Star was a really difficult one. Oh, oh. Also, I feel like you don't like that song. I actually like it because of that dance machine. Okay. Yeah. And they had some pretty, so they, I I remember the ones in Great Yarmouth, it was a mixture of made up songs so they could be really fast or like songs from Japan that were insane to go with the game. And then yes, songs, some songs like that, that were just kind of like thrown in there. But Mm. I always remember video called the radio star. Oh, we played air hockey. We did play air hockey. Yes. Who won? (laughs) You did. I mean, to be fair, you were two cocktails deep. And yeah. I think I just drank two giant Cokes. I well, was going... If we're keeping score, I did win at the dance machine. Okay, fine. But yes, <laughs> fine, fine. You won well, you can't mention machine. you won. <laughs> we also played that game where you put the, the money in and it just like slowly pushes the money over the edge. Yeah. Which you... Didn't you work on a TV show version of that? I did Tipping indeed. Point. I did work on the TV show, show version of that. Was that... How was that job? It's great. I worked with Ben Shepherd, who was lovely. lovely. Yeah, really nice man. Aww. We both had the same leather jacket. I also <laughs> that's I my also, Ben Shepherd story. What other games did we play? We <laughs> oh, did we go on a no? We did Mario Kart. Yes. Who won that? You did. Thank you. And we also oh wait, and then the DJ started. Oh yeah, there was this full on like LMFAO kind of combination pair that yeah just fully were DJing and playing like I just feel like everything was like Usher and Neo yeah <laughs> exclusively and they were like kind of up on a podium as well yeah. <laughs> a lot of the music was very from a different time yeah it was from a time where i was like just like at university it felt like we were in the real early 2000s mid 2000s yeah. very odd and then we did finally play the jurassic park game the jurassic park game was absolutely amazing it was really good we had guns and we shot dinosaurs which doesn't feel really in the spirit of jurassic park when you think about it we, sh- we killed a lot of dinosaurs yeah but they're coming after us yeah, I guess. It's just, when you think about it, it's not a lot of dinosaurs getting, like, oh, openly shot in, like, about, a face in Jurassic Park. It's to escape. Yeah, it's all about evasion and kind of oh, leaving okay. them in their habitat rather than... We were gunning down hundreds of dinosaurs in that game. We were. We were. <laughs> Do you know what? It was very busy as well. It was pumping. It's really pumping. A real Friday night of mm. people out and about with their families. Yeah. All ages. A lot of people, you could tell this was their thing. Yeah. But I will say, not to not to always be like, oh, this is, you know, actually, that's literally the point of the podcast. But, like, I do feel like if we were in the UK in a, in a location like this, I do feel like there would have been some really, like, wasted people by the time, even by the time we left. And I do feel like everyone was kind of just, like, yeah. acting kind of normal. It having, was, having a nice time. Yeah. Food came quick. It was all pretty well run. <laughs> I solid well, totally solid tell me what was your uh tell me what was your experience with because obviously you grew up in scotland yes. i grew up in norfolk but i grew up by the seaside so i grew up beside great yarmouth which is a seaside town which had all of the arcades right so did you have arcade experience as a child where did you go i did now they're very strange one would be if we were on vacation i remember staying at a hotel and they had an arcade particularly at ski resorts they often had them Put that to one side. My real experience of arcades was at agricultural shows. What? So, we would go, because my father sold, my guy sold Subaru cars. <laughs> of course. For, like four-wheel drive. And so loads of farmers would buy them. So right. he would go set up at these weird agricultural shows all around Scotland and sell cars. Right. And there, there would be like, 
a cow competition and a tractor thing and a oh tablet making and they would often have arcades tablet making well you know they would have like arts and crafts and foods and things you mean like a stone tablet oh no no, no like tablet the sweet wait what what are you talking about? Do you not know what tablet is? No, it, to me in your head, you're either saying someone is literally carving stone tablets like the Ten Commandments or making like an iPad. Oh my goodness, I've, we've never done this. <laughs> so tablet, mm. imagine fudge, but less, but harder, but more crumbly and it's basically just sugar. It's made in Scotland, it's called tablet. It's, it's like a little bar of diabetes. Oh wow. Wait, let me look up the ingredients for you. And you'd maybe get it like ch- like chopped up in like little bags with a ribbon right. on it. Just the way you could so casually throw out making tablet. Okay. <laughs> Homemade traditional Scottish tablet recipe. Ingredients. I mean, do you not get it confused with taking your tablets? Someone's like, oh, I took my tablets, but they accidentally took loads of like paracetamol. Well, it's also medicinal. <laughs> Condensed milk. Mm. Butter. Mm. White sugar. Fat mm. milk. Fat milk. It says fat milk. Fat, fat milk. Whole milk. That's what it means. <laughs> it's for a casual recipe. And fat the, milk. And a little, a little tiny drop of vanilla, maybe. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it sounds like fudge. It is, but it's like more crumbly. That sounds gorgeous. Mm. Love a bit of tablet. Should I bring you back a wee bag? Yeah, please, please do. It's the kind of thing like someone might, someone might make, and they bring it in a giant like yeah. Tupperware box. It's, it's too sweet for me. Funny you say that. Every year in Norfolk, where I'm from, there was something called the Norfolk Show. Yes, and and it was a great debate amongst schools in where I in Norfolk because people would take the day off school to go there, and like it became like a real thing where people were like, "You are not allowed to have the day off school to go to the Norfolk Show," and people would like say, "Oh, I'm not very well," and it became like a real contentious thing where we weren't allowed to go to the Norfolk Show. But why was it on a school day? I, I wish I could tell you. That's bananas because these... I think it was over a weekend, but I think for some reason the Friday was like a thing when it started. Mm, I'm guessing maybe that's what it was. And I don't know why we wanted to go because it was so boring. It was like people walking cows around, that people were selling tractors. Anglia Water always used to have a thing where we'd all be like, oh my God, we can go and fill up cups of water. (laughs) Like that really is what we were doing. But they did always have a simulator, which (gasps) brings us back to the thing. So they always had a simulator and I would get really scared and my brother would go on the simulator with me, even though I was terrified. And we'd like, you know, it just like moves around side to side while you go into space. Like, what was the last simulator you went on? What was the last simulator I it went on? It was just in the before times, before COVID. Remember we went to the science museum and we went on the simulator <laughs> oh, together? Yeah, I forgot about us doing that. Yeah. Why did we go to the science museum that day? Because it's like, had a space exhibit that I really wanted oh, to yes. see. Yeah, and we, we did. We went on a simulator and we flew into space. Yeah. It was fun. Aww. We lined up with just children. Just children. <laughs> For ages. What a day. We have fun, don't we? Uh, we do you know what we do we have do fun. Have we fun. really do. Yeah, no, my 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 arcade experience was pretty pretty intense as a child. Like that is where we would spend like all the time because that's where I grew up. So it was kind of like if any time it was the weekend and I wasn't in Norwich, if I was in Great Yarmouth, that's what we would do for the day would be like okay. so Norwich was for like shopping classy you know, classy restaurants like um, Frankie and Benny's where we used to go yeah. or Bella Pasta. Pizza Express? Pe- oh, no, no, Pizza One Pancakes too. Remember the name of that place <laughs> in Norwich that I told you about? Yeah, so that was for classy. And then if we were like feeling like having fun, it was like Great Yarmouth and we would go down to the arcades, down the arcades, just real cash. And they were all had fake kind of Vegas casino names. So there was like the Golden Nugget, 
the silver slipper, I think there was. I don't know. But um, mm. it was all just those penny machines that pushed the things over and dance machines and then a laser quest place called Quasar Laser. Also... Fraser's Quasar Laser. In, in that arcade, was there maybe a cigarette machine? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't, it's just come back to me. I seem to remember, like, when like, the older kids at the shows, they would go and, like, buy cigarettes from the cigarette machine, <laughs> which is all, like, brightly colored at the... Um... <laughs> I can't say I remember buying cigarettes on those days. I was really concentrating on just playing the games and eating just full-on chips and sweets. Oh, yummy. And everything. Oh, my God, I used to love going to the beach. But nothing would be the goddamn fucking model village in Great Yarmouth. But anyway, I need to wait till I talk about Great Yarmouth specifically for an episode because I have done Norwich. So Oof. strap yourself in for that episode. <laughs> We're really going to get into the model village detail. I was thinking about the UK equivalent of Dave and Buster's. Now, unfortunately, I think, you know, I mentioned Leicester Square. Uh, and, you know, uh, what's the stone's throw from Leicester Square? Piccadilly Circus. What is in Piccadilly Circus? The fucking Trocadero. Now, <laughs> does the Trocadero still exist? I don't know if it does. There's Trocadero London. Oh my God. In the 90s, like my first visit to London, going to the Trocadero mm. was maybe one of the most exciting things. Oh, it's, it looks like it's closed. Yeah, that, that's really sad. I feel like even when we were like when we were living in London, I feel like shops and, and places were bailing out of the Trocadero at a pretty fast yeah. rate, weren't they? But actually, so there's the Trocadero, which is obviously in the very much the UK or, or the London equivalent of Hollywood and Highland, which is Piccadilly Circus. However, have you ever been to the arcades place on Oh my god, why can't I remember the name of anything in London? What the fuck is it called? On the mean? South Bank. So, you know, on the South Bank, just by the London Eye, inside the base of City Hall. So, you know, in City Hall, they have, there's London Eye, and then there's City Hall, and there's the um, aquarium. Yes. And then next door to the aquarium is a full arcade place. I think it's called the Namco. Oh, yeah. Like, after the video game place. But if you go into the Namco place, you can bowl, eat, drink, play video games, and you can even go on, like, bumper cars. It's so big that there's, like, a bumper car thing there as well. Whoa. So I think I'm going to have to put it out there and think that that's going to be it. Have you? Did you ever go to that? I think I did once. I think I had a, a work a work function there where I was completely wasted, like, bowling. I also just want to give you a quick update on the Trocadero. Oh, dear. Part of it was uh, turned into a hotel. Um, the hotel was opened in 2020. The Zedwell Piccadilly has 728 windowless rooms and a large rooftop bar. What? Yeah, I think it's like pod rooms. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, first of all, it's county hall, not city hall, whatever I was talking about. That's right. Gotta make sure we get the difference right. And I'm looking at Google Maps and I'm not seeing that Namco place anymore. I'm seeing something called London Eye Champagne Flight, which sounds terrifying. And I'm seeing something called uh, Shrek's Adventure. Uh-oh. That, that really upsets me. It's done. Seeing as Namco is no longer there and now it's just Shrek's Adventure... He's got his fucking sticky fingers and everything. I'm just going to say that the UK equivalent of Dave and Buster's is, I don't know, getting wasted and going to the seaside arcades. You're, You're welcome. welcome. We are at the end of the episode. We're going to play a very quick game of Welcome Not Welcome. We're going to do three because Fraser hasn't made any notes <laughs> and hasn't prepped any. Welcome or not welcome, the phrase knob jockey. Wow. 
I had a, a UK celebrity apologize to me for using this word in front of me. Yeah. Remember that story? I do. That's why I've brought it up. <laughs> yeah. I love so it. I think it's the, a great term. What does the phrase mean again? It means you'd like to ride to speaking of Jerry. Like a jockey is someone who rides horses and a knob is a penis. So oh, you ride a penis. So means you love to ride a penis. Got it. And it's a bit of a gay slur. It is. But actually, I think a lot of people who identify in a lot of different ways could be a knob, knob jockey. jockey. I think it's welcome. I think it's a fun, a really fun turn of phrase. And I really like claiming it back from it being homophobic. Okay, I think it's fine. very funny. Welcome if we're reclaiming it. Feels very like gay and fun. Knob jockey, doesn't it? Welcome or not welcome. The phrase fly tipping. <laughs> now let me tell you a little story about this so Uh-oh. fly tipping fly tipping is to illegally dispose of large bulk items uh, or waste or general rubbish trash in the street yes or in public places that it should not be when i was at university when we moved out of our student house in second year we <laughs> didn't know what to do with our tv because we were all going home and we had this for some reason we had this huge like an old tv like a not a flat screen because we're old and we decided to take it to the alleyway behind our house. And me and my friend Chris, who I lived with, we decided we just really wanted to see what would happen if we threw bricks at the at the screen. That sounds fun. <laughs> it was really fun. So we had the TV like on its back. So like the screen was facing towards the sky and we were throwing bricks like up, up. and onto it. Honk. And it like a couple of times we missed. Let me tell you, <laughs> if you ever need to know what the sound of a big old TV screen being smashed by a brick falling on it, it literally sounds like an earthquake at the end of the world. It was the loudest noise I've ever heard. It was so scary. Like people, like, I feel like car alarms were going off and people were like looking out of the windows and we had to run and hide. And we actually never got, um, we never got like caught. Oh, well done. I will say Black Lace, uh, my friend, my friend Black Lace. Notorious fly tipper. Notorious fly tipper Black Lace. She got charged with fly tipping because someone <laughs> she, someone she used to live with, I think, <laughs> I think did fly tipping, but there was some piece of post with her name on it <laughs> within the item that was fly tipped. So she got contacted by the uh, local council. I wonder how much she got charged. I don't know. Black Lace, if you ever get this far in the episode, let us know how much she got charged for fly tipping. I'm going to text her. Speaking of, by the way, when I was back in the UK in the summer, I had a rental car. Apparently I drove in a bus lane at one point. So Avis have contacted me to say I've got like a, a, like a bus lane charge. And they're like, <laughs> you will get contacted with the charge. Still not heard anything. Oh, shit. No idea what it is. I have just this fear that it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I tried to contact Avis. They just, they won't listen to me. <laughs> I do like that. So you're like number one on the kind of Met Police exactly. wanted list when you go back. I'm going to like land and they're going to open that airplane door and I'm just going to be like taken <laughs> off. Have you ever, have you ever contested a, a ticket and had them send you photo evidence of yourself doing the crime? It's pretty funny. No, I haven't, but... No, I had a yeah, I had a uh, I contested a ticket that I got of me driving. It was me like being in a you know like a box that you're not meant to drive your car in, oh. one of those yellow boxes. And I said I was like I don't even know what you're talking about. And they sent me the picture. It was really funny. I just looked so happy. I was I think <laughs> I was like singing along to like my sound system, and I just looked so pleased with myself with the picture. It was great. Oh. Right. Well, I guess fly tipping is welcome. I had a great time doing it. <laughs> it sounded what you did sounded fun, so yeah. I'm gonna say welcome. <laughs> 
So that is it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Get in touch. Yeah, stream Ride It by Jerry Halliwell. Yep, do. And Let's get that back in the charts. And <laughs> don't go fly tipping, okay? And yeah. I'm excited to hear what uh, Blacklace got charged. Yeah, absolutely. That. And happy to, excited to hear about anyone's thoughts on Jerry Halliwell or any experiences at Dave & Buster's mm. or arcades in general or fly tipping. Trocadero. <laughs> Send us us your Trocadero stories. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. (gasps) 